Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Well, good morning. This is uh, another milestone day for us as we are completing another book of the Bible in our Read Through the Bible in a Year. Uh, Today we are finishing the book of Acts, and so we continue to make good progress together as we read through the Bible. Let's look at Uh, Five observations from the end of the book of Acts, chapter 26, 27, and 28. Number one, Paul faced being on trial because he believed the gospel. Uh, We continue as we wrap up the book of Acts to get these details of how Paul is having to defend himself, uh, charges brought against him, persecution brought against him. And in chapter 26, verse 6, it says, And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers. Paul is uh, facing trial because he has believed the word of God. And, and as we've looked at in recent days, it's, it's not that persecution is not painful. It's not that facing trial or, or being bound in prison is, is somehow um, not difficult just because someone's faithful. Of course it is. But um, we do remember and believe the words of the Lord that uh, blessed are you if you're persecuted on the sake of his name, that there is blessing there, there is uh, eternal reward there. And if Paul has to face trial because of his belief in the gospel, then in the end, it will more than be worth it. Number two, uh, Paul's conversion testimony is given for the third time. Um, as you go through the, the book of Acts here in chapter 26, this is now the third time that we've had in detail the account of Paul, whose name was Saul, of his conversion. And I do think that's worth noting that three times in the book of Acts we find um, that detailed account of his conversion. And I think the idea here is not only that we would hear it and, and understand it, but that it would never leave our mind. As we're reading the book of Acts and we see um, all these powerful things that Paul did, his powerful preaching, his boldness, his suffering, um, facing shipwreck, uh, facing trials, and yet we see how the Lord used him in such powerful ways. It, It would be tempting for us to look at Paul and say, oh, how great is Paul? How amazing is Paul? And again, to be sure, he's worthy of our respect and our admiration, absolutely. But the book of Acts goes through purposeful, great lengths to make sure that we remember that the hero in Paul's life is not Paul. It's Christ. It is Christ who uh, pursued him. It is Christ who saved him. Uh, It is Christ who converted him. And so while Paul is absolutely worthy um, of our admiration, uh, and and people like him who suffer greatly are worthy of our love uh, and our deepest respect, the, the book of Acts will not let you forget that he was a sinner, that he was a persecutor of Christians, that he ravaged the church, and that Christ in grace reached out to him. Christ pursued him on the Damascus road. Christ converted him. And so the book of Acts three times is going to remind you of that. 
so that you never forget that in Paul's life and in your life and in every believer's life, it is the grace of God that is responsible for our salvation. And, and I just love how the book of Acts just lines that up. It just stacks it up first time, second time, third time. So in case you ever forget, while you're reading about all these great things Paul did, the book will not let you forget that his conversion was the initiation of God, the pursuit of God, and the grace of God in his life. Uh, thirdly, Paul sets sail for Rome and encounters a significant storm. When you read the book of Acts, it's amazing. Again, you can see it kind of through two lenses. One is all the great things that Paul did, and two, at the same time, um, all of the difficulty that, that Paul had. And, and I do appreciate how in Paul's life and ministry, he's not deterred by uh, obstacles. I, I think sometimes in our life and our ministry, if something is hard, we just abandon it far too quickly. If something isn't met with the results we expected or, or hoped for, we just conclude, well, I, you know, I guess it's not meant to be, just don't, don't do that anymore. But I think Paul is a good example here of when you know what the Lord's called you to do and when you know um, how the Lord would, would want you to respond, that, that you're not easily deterred by obstruction and obstacles and, and setbacks, but instead you just keep pursuing Christ. You keep striving to be faithful no matter what. And I think that's a great um, part of the ending of the book of Acts that we see. Number four, Paul lands at Malta where the people wrongly assumed he was a murderer and then wrongly thought he was a god. We see that in chapter 28 uh, verse 4. It says, no doubt this man is a murderer. And then in verse 6, they were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. It's just interesting how, how people will do that with somebody. They'll, they'll just believe the worst, and then they'll believe things that, that aren't true the other way. Um, and, and what we see here in Paul's life is he has to deal with being... Um, falsely imprisoned and wrongly imprisoned, and he has to be has to deal also with people giving him uh, more praise than he is worthy of. Number five, Paul made it to Rome and went to work proclaiming the gospel. Again, as the as the book of Acts ends, I, I think this is obviously a very intentional thing the Holy Spirit has done uh, through Luke, who is recording this. Uh, to, to let us see this, that Paul, uh, after continuing to face problem after problem after problem, makes it now to Rome, and after just a couple of days, immediately is right back out there doing the work he was given to do. Uh, the very last verse in the book of Acts says, um, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Paul is now evangelizing Rome where he has been able to make it. And the things that he does there are the same things he did when he was in prison. Same things he did when he was reasoning with people city after city after city. And that is proclaiming the kingdom, teaching about Jesus with 
boldness. Five applications for us this morning. Number one, sincerity is still wrong when it's not based on truth. Sincerity is still wrong when it's not based on truth. Uh, Chapter 26, verse 9, as Paul is giving his defense before Agrippa, he says, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing that name of Jesus of Nazareth. Um, And I think it's important for us to understand that if people don't know the truth, don't believe and live out the truth, that they can be as sincere as they can be, but it still is wrong. Uh, sometimes we get this idea that as long as somebody, you know, is as long as they believe something, as long as they're devoted to something, as long as they're sincere. Well, the truth of the matter is, um, Saul of Tarsus was was in eternal danger because he opposed the things of Christ, and even though he would have been sincere in doing what he thought he should do. He was wrong on the truth. He was wrong on Jesus. And so that just reminds us as believers on the basis even of Paul's own life here that we need to tell people the truth, seek to teach them, disciple them, and and evangelize them that even if they are sincere in their beliefs, that if they are wrong on Jesus, they're wrong. Number two, Uh, We must never forget that God's grace can radically transform anyone. I I think this is something else that that I want us to make sure we catch here in this um, three times the book of Acts gives us the conversion of Saul. Not only, as I mentioned a moment ago, to remind ourselves that, that Christ is the hero of the story, but also to remind us of who he was before his conversion. This is somebody who did not believe the gospel. This is somebody who not only opposed the gospel, he pursued those who did. And the the words in the book of Acts was that he was seeking to ravage the church. He was wanting to destroy Christians. And so by having his conversion three times, not only do we remind ourselves over and over and over again that he was saved because God pursued him, but we also see that if Saul can be saved, if Saul can be converted, then nobody is beyond uh, the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, for that person in your life who's not a believer, don't stop praying for them. Don't stop sharing the good news of the gospel with them. And if you ever conclude, well, this person would just never believe that, they would just never believe. This, this person I go to school with is just so hateful and so mean and hates the things of God so much. This person I work with mocks the gospel incessantly, Uh, this person in my family, um, just that they would never, ever believe. Their lifestyle, their decisions, their choices, their words, they would just never believe. Well, just again, there's a reason why we see Saul's conversion three times. And I do think it's for both, to remind ourselves that it was the work of God, but also secondly, to remind ourselves that if Saul can be converted, then anybody can. And so we don't ever want to give up on somebody. Keep praying, keep sharing, keep calling them to repent, uh, keep pursuing them with the gospel. Third, God knows the details of everyone and every circumstance. And, and I think for believers, this is a great encouragement here. Um, and and I'm, I'm taking this from chapter 27, uh, verses 23 to 25 where it says, For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong 
and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. And I think what we see here is that God knew exactly where these people were. He knew their circumstances. He knew their, their threat. He knew what uh, they were doing. And, and as the, the Lord's angel comes and, and ministers to Paul, it's just a reminder that the Lord knew their, where they were. They, he knew what they were going through. He knew their challenges and circumstances. He also knew what he was calling Paul to do. And, and I just want to remind you today that whatever you're facing, whatever struggle you're going through, whatever season of turmoil you may be in, be reminded that God knows your details. He knows the details of your life. He knows your circumstances. He knows the plans he has for you, and he will give you what you need to accomplish what he has planned for you. Number four, don't let people's opinions of you lead you to arrogance or despair. Again, remember when, when Paul is, is bit by the snake on the, on, on the island of Malta, uh, their first thought is he's a murderer. That, that's why he's been bitten by a snake. And then when he didn't swell up and die, he must be a god. And so just immediately he has to deal with people um, accusing him and then people uh, essentially worshiping him. And so the takeaway for us is don't let people's opinions of you lead you to arrogance because you think too highly of yourself, nor let people's opinion of you drive you to despair because they don't think as highly of you as you think that they should, all right? Uh, we, we don't base who we are on other people's opinions. We base what we believe about ourselves on the truth of God's Word, and that includes that you are made in His image, that includes, as a child of God, that you were loved by God and chosen by God and saved by God. It also includes the truth, though, that you are a sinner and apart from the grace of God would have no hope. And so we want to have a balanced view of who we are. God is holy. We are sinners. That humbles us. Yet, in Christ, God has chosen us and saved us and transformed us and sealed us with the Holy Spirit. And that lets us know that, that we are His. And so if, if somebody thinks too highly of you and you're prone to arrogance, remind yourself you are nothing more than a sinner that's been saved by grace. But if somebody would seek to condemn you or belittle you or mock you, remind yourself that you are the Lord's, and you are His family, and you don't need to be included in the things of the world because you have a seat at His table. And then fifthly, no matter your circumstances, simply look for ways to share the gospel. I think that's, that's kind of the final takeaway of the book of Acts, that whatever is happening to Paul, he just looks for ways to share the gospel. If he's free and he's talking to leaders, he shares the gospel. If he is uh, arrested and put in jail, he's sharing the gospel. If he is called to give a defense for himself in front of the authorities, he shares the gospel. If he is on a boat, he shares the gospel. If he goes to a, a city uh, after being shipwrecked, he shares the gospel. If he gets to where he was planning to go and he's able to, to, to move around the city, he shares the gospel. And so I think that's a great application for us 
But whatever your circumstance, just share the gospel wherever you are, um, at home, at your school, in a job, um, out in the community, with your family, with your friends, if you preach, if you teach Sunday school, um, as you just encourage people one-on-one, wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, just share the gospel. All right, so that helps us to finish the book of Acts. Um, And then finally, a summary from the second half of Proverbs 13 that we read today. Um, I would summarize it this way. The company you keep will make you and determine how you live. The company you keep is so important. Uh, Chapter 13, verse 20 told us this. Whoever walks with the wise will become wise but the companion of fools will suffer them. So we want to keep uh, relationships that challenge us and encourage us, that motivate us to follow the Lord. And we want to uh, make sure that we are being influenced by the right people. All right. So that finishes for us uh, the book of Acts. Tomorrow we start Leviticus. Uh, Leviticus is oftentimes where people drop out in their goals. Leviticus is a a bit of a challenging book to get through. Um, But as we start Leviticus tomorrow, start with this in mind. God created, God gave his law, Genesis, Exodus, and then God helps us to see how we worship him, how we approach him. Um, How is it God wants his people to draw near to him? Um, It's an important book of the Bible Uh, As we read it starting tomorrow, part of it sounds a little strange, a lot of um, um, interesting details that are there, but all of it through the lens of uh, God is setting aside his people to be distinct and unique from the world. Uh, So we'll spend the next eight days starting tomorrow walking through the book of Leviticus, all right? Uh, Proud of you for how far you've already become, you've got through, you read through the Bible, Uh, We've read through Genesis, we've read through Mark, we've read through Exodus, we've read through Acts. So we are making good progress. Enjoy your reading today as you finish the book of Acts.